This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Night of the Lepus. They were born. That tragic moment when science made its great mistake. Now from behind the shroud of night they come. A scuttling, shambling horde of creatures destroying all in their path. Uh, what's up, Doc? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Chris knows it's going to be a good episode when I start out with Bugs Bunny jokes. <laughs> a classic start off for Slaughterhouse Princess. <laughs> yep, because we, we, we mine the classics for all of our jokes. And this time we're watching Night of the Lepus. Lepus. Yes. As recommended by my wife, which is why we didn't do Poltergeist, because uh, I get I control the schedule, and when my wife says she wants to watch a movie, I watch a movie, because she's my wife. That's the way it works. Fair enough. Yeah. So she had watched this with her mom when they first saw it originally and had fun with it. So she's like, you guys should watch it for the podcast. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So we did. Yes. And it starts with Chris. It starts with not Walter Cronkite. No, the beginning. It starts with the beginning. It starts with the beginning. There we go. Featuring not Walter Cronkite. Yep. Who, uh, is showing a stock footage about how yeah. rabbits are a scourge. It's like when Walt Disney used to do like present like something like Walt Disney presents and he'd be there with like some screen in the background while he talked about it. As I felt like Walt Disney, the Walter Cronkite. So uh, Walt Disney is, you know, telling us all about how in the 50s there's a bunch of rabbits in Australia that needed murdered. Yep. And so they, they round them all up into like netted fencing and those rabbits just like would like go headlong into that netting, <laughs> like just kamikaze right into it. Yeah. It was kind of funny to watch. And I mean, they weren't injured, so that's why it was funny. Yeah. It's funny because nobody got hurt probably. Yeah, probably. And then it uh, turns out there's a similar epidemic of rabbits in Arizona now. Were there, you know, like eating all the food and stuff or whatever and whatnot? Yeah, because rabbits, rabbits will eat anything they can. They're like the goats of smaller mammals. Okay. No, that's not true. That's that's wildly <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> that's something Brett would say. <laughs> and we uh, we meet up with some jerks. Versus Ranch Jerk. <laughs> who who literally cannot keep a horse alive for five minutes. Yeah. it The horse falls in a rabbit hole. So, you know, he shoots it like you do. Yeah, so it breaks its leg, but it makes like these like tauntaun sounds. So either horses sound like tauntauns or tauntauns sound like horses. I don't know which is which is true. Both. Probably. 
Yeah, and then he shoots the horse in the head with his rifle and then just walks back home. <laughs> yeah, but then he's, he's like, hey, you, over there, guy that works here, go walk a mile and a half back and get my saddle. I couldn't be asked to do that a minute ago. <laughs> no, he tells him to drive the truck. <laughs> you fucking jerk. Yeah, you take the truck, go get my saddle. Leave the dead horse there because, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. But get my saddle. Yeah, my saddle's fine. That horse that horse is fucked, but my saddle, <laughs> still cool. Yep, the coyotes are gonna want uh, the coyotes are gonna want that horse, but I don't want them to have my saddle. Because there's uh, nothing scarier than a coyote riding a horse on a saddle. That would be frightening <laughs> but amazing all at the same time. <laughs> I know, right? And he uh, gets a hold of his friend at the uh, the local university. Yes, Dr. Elgin, who has a distinct lack of marbles. <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, hey, Doc, what I need is some sort of uh, get rid of rabbits scheme. My plan is to poison literally everything. Yes. Like, literally, I just want to spray cyanide all over my land. Yeah. How could that possibly go wrong? Yeah, and Professor Rabbit's like, um, you know that's going to kill everything, right? Like, it's there's not, like, rabbit cyanide. Like, everything will die. Yep. And then, you know, back in Australia, when they poisoned all those rabbits, they uh, the rabbits all died off, which... But also, the birds died off which caused a huge locust uh, infestation because there's no more birds to eat the, the bugs. So let's not have that happen again. And uh, Dr. Science is off. I don't know. He's, he's, he's shaking up boxes full of bats because he wants to have them make angry noises to record. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I don't know, they put a big net over the over the bat cave, and all the bats fly out into the net and get stuck. And then they cut them out, put them in a box, and shake them. Yeah, you know, for science reasons. Yes, because everyone needs to know what angry bats sound like, so that when you hear them, you don't go towards them. Yeah, I guess. So he uh, he heads to the ranch, Professor Rabbit does, and he's like, well, we caught all these rabbits. Would you like some rabbits? We can put them in this trash can for you. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they just like, here, we just we just drove around and grabbed rabbits, threw them in the back of our truck, and then here's, we'll just throw them in a trash can for you so you can haul them back to the university and study them. It's very scientific. Totally. And so uh, Professor Rabbit's like, cool, cool. I'll take this trash can full of rabbits back to university. Yes. And, they're, and they're, they have a deadline because the next batch of rabbits that reproduce, uh, at that point, they're going to have to use cyanide and dynamite to get rid of them. You know. Which, yeah. And then I was like, oh, cyanide and dynamite's my new strawberry alarm clock cover band. So they, uh, they take all the dumb rabbits back and they're conducting various experiments that aren't helping much nope they're injecting them with hormones to make them not have to make to make the boy rabbits more like the girl rabbits and the girl rabbits more like the boy rabbits so i I, i'm not sure what they were actually trying to imply there were they trying to make like transgender rabbits 
I, I or, have no idea what the end game of that plan was. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm fine with transgender rabbits. That's fine, but I was just confused as to how injecting them with hormones was going to make that happen. I'm, I'm assuming they'd have to have like a reassignment surgery or whatever the, the term for the surgery is now. But that seemed a little, little onerous to have to go out and perform surgery on every single rabbit out there. Yeah. So he decides to use mystery serum in order to fucking uh, somehow or another screw up their DNA, which would be rapidly transmitted to all the other rabbits through yeah. science. It was some kind of like virus that causes birth defects in, I think, humans. And then so they were like, well, we'll inject the virus into these rabbits They'll go out and spread the the virus, and then all their baby rabbits are going to have birth defects, and they'll die off. I think was, I think that was the end game of that whole scenario. So he uh, he injects one of the rabbits, but it's horrible, horrible child shows up. Yeah, like the most annoying little girl I've seen in a movie in a while. Because usually, you know, we watch horror movies. You get a lot of creepy little girls. You get a lot of like scared, crying little girls. You don't get like just dumbass. I'm going to swap these two rabbits for no fucking reason, girls. Yeah, control group. What's that? I don't know. I want to take this genetically modified <clears throat> rabbit and put it in the control group and then take it home with me. Yes. So she uh, takes the modified rabbit to the ranch. Where the rancher's son, rancher's son, is <laughs> a total shithead. Yeah, and he's like, I don't like rabbits. They ate my chickens or something. Yeah. Now, I've, I've heard tell of a, a rabbit killing a cat, but that's when that cat was trapped in a cage with it. I can't imagine rabbits just jump into like kitchen, ki- chicken runs and just start murdering chickens. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that rabbits and chickens, mortal enemies. Like yep, that's why. Dogs. Yep, cats and uh, chickens and rabbits living together. Total hysteria. Mass hysteria, indeed. So, um, Rancher's son just lets the rabbit go because that'll show no one. Now, that he like knocks the rabbit out of her hand, scares it away, and then says, "I didn't mean to do that." <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck, you little shithead? You totally meant to do that." Yeah, and you're then- the only child worse than the other child. And then he's like, let's not tell anybody. And she's like, okay. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to take you on a horse ride instead. And uh, back at university, some of the rabbits are getting bigger due to the uh, serum. And uh, old uh, Dr. Rabbit, you know, Professor Rabbit, whatever I'm calling him. Yeah, that dude. That guy. He's like, well, I did what I could by injecting stuff into things, and that didn't help much, so go ahead and do what you gotta do, Mr. Rancher Man, which apparently is start a big fire. Yeah, because he's, basically what he wants to do is destroy all the foliage for, like, a mile wide between the river and his land, or on his land, or something. But basically, create, like, Something that's completely inhospitable to rabbits so that they just don't live there anymore. Yeah. Which and when the 
Yeah, and one of the dudes is there is like, why don't we just fucking poison all of them? Like, I'm in favor of poison. Let's poison them. We should poison them. There's poison we can get put out here for them. Then they'll be poisoned. And the other dude's like, uh, this guy's like offering to burn like square miles of his land to to get rid of the rabbits for us. So why don't we support him instead of just talking about poisoning everything? Yeah, it seems like a better plan to me, starting an uncontrolled fire in the desert. Yes. Yeah, the fire that burns with the blackest smoke that I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were using. I assume a mixture of tires and motor oil. <laughs> yeah, and a little gasoline to get it going, but after that, yeah. Like, I've seen brush fires. Uh, I've seen uh, rather large brush fires. They do not burn anywhere near that black <laughs> as that was. So, meanwhile, old uh, rancher's son and fucking obnoxious girl, they're off riding horses around where they're going to go meet Captain somebody. Yeah, Captain. Okay, so this kid is like, I don't know, some kind of weird, just comes across as some kind of weird, like, pedophile enabler kid. Because he was like, here, you should come meet Captain Howdy at the at the mine shaft because he's a great friend of mine. And I want to get you alone in a mine shaft. And, you know, it's just the whole setup is just weird and rapey the way he describes it to her. And you're like, why is this kid trying to get her alone in a mine shaft? And why is he trying to introduce her to this old dude named Captain Howdy? And they, uh, they head up at the probably not rape site. Potentially not rape site. Yeah, hopefully. Yes, probably rape site. And uh, thankfully, Captain uh, Spalding is nowhere to be found. <laughs> nope. And so they go looking for him. Okay, so okay, so you're this, this rancher's son. You've visited Captain Spalding a couple times. Your friends. He has a gold mine. You want to show it to this girl, but you know, Captain Spalding's not there. So you, who presumably have been in that mine a few times, decide to send the girl, who is younger, smaller, and never been in a mine before, to go look for him in the mine while you go search his cabin? Yeah, he's he is as creepy as he is considerate. No, wait, he's... <laughs> no. He's, he's not. No, he's as uncreepy as he is considerate. Yeah. And she, uh stumbles upon Captain Spaulding's corpse, which is, quote, mutilated, end quote. <laughs> and, yep. uh, she and there's a lot, of, a lot of tempura paint around. Yeah, there's... The paint budget in this movie is staggering. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, like, just emptied the state of Arizona of red tempura paint. And, uh... She freaks out when she sees him. They hear something scurrying about. Then we jump smash cut to her at home having some kind of episode. Yeah, and we get like Oh, we don't know that we do get like one or two like close up like rabbit face shots with like red tempura paint on their faces. Just to let you know what actually happened. Yeah, in case you were confused. Yeah. 
you know, a, a movie that's tagged, you know, the movie is described as a bunch of like giant rabbits terrorizing the Southwest. I mean, what, what else would have killed him really? Yeah. It was a rock fall. Everybody died. All of them. So then, uh, we jump over to some guy in his truck who's driving around. Yep. Mr. Shade. And he hears something, so he gets out to check his truck, I guess? Well, you know, that, that produce in the back gets kind of uh, unruly if you don't take care of it. I hate when my produce starts making noise for no particular reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those cabbage screeches are terrible. And the, uh... The rabbits, they attack. Well, we don't you don't really see them attack too much. We get more of the aftermath. Yeah. Well, okay, so... The thing is about the rabbits. <laughs> the, yes, Chris, lay it on us. The, the rabbits exist in cutaway shots. The rabbits do not exist in the same uh, plane of reality as human beings in this movie. Nope, nope. They're quite obviously rabbits that are forced to run around small miniature sets that they then record. <laughs> Which is adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the rabbits, like, they don't look vicious at all. they just more like, oh, I'm hopping around this set, and I'm going to just, oh, I knocked over a toy car. Oh, well, I'm going to come over here now, and oh, and you're just like, oh, they're so cute and fuzzy, I just want to rub them. <laughs> and, uh, so the next day, the police find him, and they're aghast at the mangled corpse Again, in quotes. Yeah. Which looked like a mannequin they just threw a bunch of, like, red paint on. And then, like, slashed a little bit. And, uh... So they head off to meet up with the, uh, coroner. Who, like... Who, like... Uh, yeah, and, like, he's a coroner. I'm pretty sure he's a medical doctor. But they totally referred to him as Mr. the whole time. And I'm like... I mean, I'm pretty sure the dude's a doctor. Call him a doctor. <laughs> yeah. He didn't go to school for eight years to be called Mr. Yeah. But he had a nice tie. Is that right, Chris? He did. He had a sweet tie. His sweet 70s big-ass tie. <laughs> and he didn't eat a sandwich in a morgue, which was nice. Yeah, if only more movies would get on board with that. Because that's unsanitary. And he says, hey, man, this guy wasn't hacked up by some axe or whatever. I've done science on this, and I'm going to say it's something like a saber-toothed tiger. Mm -hmm. Yep, something with big pointy teeth that go... And as this is happening, another call comes in from another policeman who says he's at the picnic grounds. Oh yeah, and there's like a family of four that's been killed. A mother, a father, and two children. And they just pan across people lying very still on the ground that have been, like, splattered with red paint. Yep. And back at a university, uh, we meet up with Professor Rabbit, his wife, and Bones, you know, from the Star Trek. Yep. The original Star Trek. And they're like, well, so what probably happened is our idiot kid 
let out experiment rabbits into the world, which caused them all to be, you know, giant monster rabbits. Because they all had a bunch of babies, and the babies got real big. Yeah. Big, big babies. Real big, real fast. Because it seems like this has all happened in the span of, like, 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Because, like, the uh, Dr. Rabbit and his wife, Psycho, and uh, the annoying daughter, like, they should have, like, left after they couldn't get their experiment to work. But no, like... They're still around, and there's giant rabbits. So, yeah, I think three days, two and a half days, one and a half days, one and a half days, 36 hours is about right. I can do the mathises. You're good at mathing. Yes, I maths all the time. Good thing you're in, you're in charge of things that involve math. Yep, lots, like, like money, lots of money. <laughs> so the next day, Team Rabbit heads off to the mine, because they're going to, you know, cyanide and dynamite it like you do. Yep. <laughs> they're going to drop incense and peppermints on top of it. And they're, uh, they're checking out, making sure they've got all the egresses covered so they can blow them all up. Yep. And then we also cut to uh, Bones and Sheriff Dude, who uh, have like, there's like three big holes out in the, in the, the range, I guess I can't really call it the prairie because it's in the desert, but in the range where there's, you know, the deer and the antelope play, they, uh, there's three holes there that they, they decided to dynamite as well after like dropping a rock in and it doesn't hit for a while, but then it hits. Then you hear like weird, like grunty high pitched noises that, they're like, what is that? I'm like, it's giant fucking rabbits, you asshole. That's what it is. Yeah. What, what do you think it is? That's what you're here for. I'm not sure why all of a sudden you're not remembering why you're here. But hey, whatever. So they uh they head down. Old Professor Rabbit and uh, Ranch Man's head in to go check it out. Because they're uh, trying to, you know, get get one of these giant rabbits for science purposes yeah i mean i mean because if you create giant rabbits i'm pretty sure you want to like cut one open and find out why it's giant right yeah and they uh they find them of course <laughs> but you know they realize oh these rabbits are far too large for us to take one so i'm gonna do the next best thing because it will last longer yeah and they take only pictures and leave only footprints <laughs> Oh, the best though is that they 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 show a a, a a image of the picture, and it's just a cutest picture of these rabbits and these like mine, like a a miniature mine. It's great. And the uh, the rabbits catch wind of them being there, so they give chase, and they're uh, they're running off so they can blow the joint. Yeah. So okay. So you're a human. And these are 150-pound rabbits or whatever, yet somehow they outrun the rabbit? Yeah, they're really big, which makes them slower. I guess. It's more of a rabbit redo than than rabbit run, rabbit run? Yes. Is that what we're saying? Okay. That's, I'm agreeing. You said it. I'm... <laughs> oh, that's the secret, people. Chris will agree with anything you say. Yes. And uh, 
as they're trying to make their daring escape, one of the rabbits burrows out and attacks some guy. Yeah, he's like it's like death from below. He, he's got uh, that rabbit's got a angry streak a mile wide. And uh, he gets mauled, but apparently he just needs to calm down and everything's going to be fine, turns out. Oh, yeah, he was just he was in the opposite of shock. So they had to put him into shock to, to save him. And uh, everybody gets out, so they blow the mine. Burying Twice. the rabbits. Yes. So then back to university. So they decide after, you know, looking at the data they've gathered that maybe they should tell somebody about the giant rabbits that are threatening the entire populace. So they tell the government. And, uh, right? Yeah, well, they, they call the sheriff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he works for the government. Yeah. And Professor Rabbit realizes this is going to be scandalous, so he tells wife and annoying kid to get on out of here so they don't have to deal with the paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the paparazzi would take pictures of, the people who injected rabbits with hormones. And they, uh... Night falls, and back at Ranchman's place, they hear something which is spooking the horses. Yeah, those horses like get, like they start like circling around the inside of their encampment, like their whatever the the fencing that they're in, and uh, their pen. I think it's probably the technical term for it. And as they're running by, they're just kicking the fence every now and then, and start busting a hole, and then they just charge through because they don't want to be around whenever whatever it is shows up. Which is fair. And what shows up? Uh, regular sized rabbits on a scale model to make them look giant. <laughs> I mean, giant rabbits. Yeah, they're just ripping their way through those toothpick fences like nobody's business. <laughs> so, uh, Ranchman sends his family to the storm shelter to hide from the rabbits while one of his uh, farmhands freaks out and drives off in his truck. Yeah, because he, he can't take any of this more of this bullshit anymore. Yeah, he's tired he's of these motherfucking rabbits on this motherfucking range. <laughs> yeah, and, and the ranchman's like, well, I should probably call someone and let them know that I'm about to be overrun by forced perspective rabbits. But then a jerkass who stole the truck, he comes zooming back on account of the, the rabbits were out there, and he wrecks the phone lines in the gate and whatnot. Yeah, he just like he's like, okay, I'm driving this truck full tilt. How many points can I get before the truck breaks? And so he takes out a fence, takes out some other sh- stuff, and then he's like, I'm going for the telephone pole. <laughs> and he hits the telephone pole, knocks it over, and breaks the phone lines. And so the rancher man's like, oh, I guess no one will know that I'm about to die. Lovely. And then the uh, the rabbits swarm the place. Although, did you notice on the cellar door they had a counterweight? I did. I was like, that's pretty awesome. I've never seen that before, but now I want a cellar door with a counterweight. And Because, you know, cellar door is probably the most beautiful phrase in the English language. It's not bad. Yeah. Because destruction is an act of creation. Fair enough. Also, we all die alone, but that is no... no, no no purpose here. 
It's it is wildly irrelevant. <laughs> but there, well, there's this, uh, there's a tenuous rabbit connection there. Give it to me. <laughs> there is. I will, I will give you a tenuous rabbit connection. Mark it off on your bingo sheet if you're playing along at home. Yeah. Oh, we do need to make bingo sheets at some point. So the the rabbits storm the place, and man, is it fucking great. Yeah, man, they knock over little toy trucks. Yeah, they're they're smashing up the little toy kitchen area. <laughs> they're getting shot and blown seven thousand feet into the air. It's not seven thousand. It's more like four feet. But it's still Which, really good. Yeah, this is the point where I was like, man, I wish Sushi Typhoon would remake this because then they would be shot like 7,000 feet in the air, like shooting like geysers of blood. It would be amazing. And uh, they're just shooting through the floor and the door of the, the storm cellar, blowing rabbits up. It's And destroying the structural integrity of all the things they're shooting, yet none of the rabbits come crashing down through it, which I found sad. Yeah. And then we're, uh, we jump smash cut to a bunch of people we've never seen before. Yeah. And they're hanging out at the local general store slash switchboard. Slash mercantile. Slash auto repair shop. Yep. Slash coffee shop. And, uh, two of the guys take off because it's late. And apparently this general store is open till midnight or something. Yeah, and I was sad there was no lumberjacks. Uh, you would be. I was. So now uh all these jerks leave and they leave poor lady all by herself as the rabbits storm Storm the model of her store. <laughs> yeah. They bust through the window and maul her. With their sharp, pointy teeth. And they also uh, kill the other guy who left, which I think was her husband, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they just went, he just went, ah! As yeah. he died, though. Like you do. Yep. So the next day, uh, Ranchman and his buddy head up, and they're like, hmm, seems like these rabbits only come out at night and murder people. Mur-diddly-erdler people. Also true. So, he takes off with his gun and starts hoofing it so he can go find some help for everybody. And he heads off down the road while, uh... Does he ease on down the road, Chris? Uh, it starts off as sort of a saunter, but. <laughs> he doesn't ease on down, ease yeah. on down the road. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> How about cat experiments, Chris? Will you do that? No, I certainly won't do that. <laughs> I will not ever do that. Uh, okay. I will do anything for podcasts. But I won't <laughs> but you do won't. that. You are the meatloaf of the podcast. Um, I'm going to consider that a compliment. <laughs> anyway, so uh, as he's heading, uh, easing on down the road, 
mom and a jerk kid are driving off and get their car stuck in the in the sand dirt. Yeah, and as my wife says, who grew up uh, near where this was filmed, like we have roads in Arizona. Why are you just driving through the like the desert where no road is? Yeah, just taking a quick detour through the fucking scrubland, <laughs> like yeah. It's like there's roads for a reason, so you don't get your rear tires stuck in a bunch of sand or whatever that was. So as they're uh, idiotically getting stuck, because at, like normally, if I feel like my car's getting stuck, the first thing I do is slam down the gas for six to seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, to- yeah. Make sure you get that you get that tire dug in there real good because there's traction down there somewhere. Yeah, the trick is to get the frame all the way on the ground so that way you can get <laughs> out easier. <Yeah. laughs> oh man. Uh. Someone did not grow up in a snowy state. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and as uh, as that nonsense is happening, old ranchman is trying to flag down passing cars in the most rational way possible. You know, by jumping around, waving a gun in the goddamn air. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's Arizona, so I think that is a polite form of greeting in that state. <laughs> I mean, a revolver or a handgun would have been more polite. But I think a rifle is still socially acceptable. It's still it's still socially accepted to wave your rifle about like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's it more more uh, suitable every day. I think. And uh, so he, needless to say, does not get picked up by the uh, family of four who drive by. Yeah, which. It's credited as like woman in car, even though the guy like specifically the, the husband in the car specifically refers to her by name. I think it was Susan or something like Susan, Suzanne, something like that. But in the credits, they're just credited as man in car, woman in car, children in car. And I was like, you literally named them in the movie. Why can you not name them in the credits? I don't know why that bothered me, but it really bothered me. <laughs> and as all this nonsense is happening, Professor Rabbit and the sheriff, uh, oh man. So the sheriff calls up the National Guard and says, like giant, giant rabbits are attacking. And the National Guard says, oh, that seems like a totally legitimate threat. We will be like- there in just a moment. Yeah, like, oh, we've been waiting for this call. I mean, it's been a good six, seven years since we've had a giant rabbit infestation. Yeah, the higher-ups laughed at my giant rabbit murder plan, but who's laughing now, assholes? Yeah, yeah, they thought it was a joke when I put the rabbit apocalypse to-do list up on the board. But no, now they're not. Who's laughing now? So uh, the National Guard is heading on its way. And... uh. Old ranch the national, the national guard who is led by a dude who has MP on an armband on his shirt. Yeah, military <laughs> uniform. Yeah, Obviously. the military police apparently run the national guard in Arizona. So, uh, old ranchman manages to catch up finally after catching a ride with a preacher. Yep, because the preacher's like, "Oh, you don't have you have a gun. That's fine." I have a cross. He didn't have a gun because he oh, casually right. threw his gun into a field earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, 
to where you dispose of your guns in Arizona is the ditch. Yeah, I've I've got no more use for this functional firearm. I will throw it beside the road. Yep. I mean, you can you find you can find your marijuana in the ditch in places and other places you find guns. So the uh everybody meets up at the sheriff's station where they're uh they're hatching a a plan. The best plan ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, since the rabbits are only out at night, they decide they need to evacuate everybody. And you have to make sure when you drive, you drive with your windows rolled up. Rolled up. Yeah. Always rolled up. Always. They they remind you six or seven times during this movie that you should have your windows rolled up. So, rolled up. The the Professor Rabbit man's. He's like, hey, I need to steal this helicopter because my wife and kid are obviously incapable of driving to a place. So I need to go find them. Yep, because <laughs> they don't know how roads work. Yeah, they must have taken that random dirt offshoot. Thought it was the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there wasn't any for. There wasn't any. Plants for for thirty hundred feet, so I figured it was a road. And uh, we learned that the the rabbit's line is huge; it's gigantic, way bigger than the National Guard can handle. Yep. So after, uh, or maybe before, I don't remember. It's not important. The important thing is there's a plan. Time's a flat circle, Chris. It's fine. The plan is to take the railroad tracks. Yep. To kind of force the rabbits to the railroad tracks where they yep. can electrify them to, you know, kill them all. Yeah, they want to turn both rails into the third rail. Yeah. So, in order to get this plan to come to fruition, they head to the local drive in theater like you do. Because you need help. Yeah. And the sheriff gives the greatest emergency announcement that has ever been given. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Attention. Attention. There are giant rabbits attacking everything, and we need your help. <laughs> yep. So we need you to turn on your cars and follow the emergency vehicles to where we will, we will tell you where to line up. But you must roll up your windows. For God's sake, roll up your windows. <laughs> your windows. And do you do you hear me? And they all start honking, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's really good. And then they follow the cop car to a field or yeah. some scrubland, the range somewhere near some train tracks. And the plan is that the cars with the headlights are going to make the rabbits go towards the tracks. Well, because rabbits aren't like poltergeist, and they don't go towards the light. They go away from it. Mm. Yeah, they're glad to live in their weird in-between life and death state. Yeah. And meanwhile, Professor Rabbit is uh, off to save his family. And the wife is uh, fending off all of these giant rabbits with road flares. 
Yeah, I thought at first like she grabbed like four sticks of dynamite out of the glove box, and I was like, glove box dynamite? That's genius. <laughs> I wish I had some. Yep, <laughs> but now road flare. But she and she tosses one road flare into the the herd of rabbits, and one of them just goes up like a goddamn like I don't know, like pile of fur. I I've, yes. I've I've lost my metaphor. Yes. I have lost my simile. Please, yes. someone find my simile. <laughs> if, if you've seen Troy's simile, let us know. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> so, uh, he saves his wife and annoying kid, and they're all like, "Hooray!" And we're all like, "Boo!" Yeah. So now, I mean, the wife was fine. The kid could have just been left behind. I was fine with that. Yeah. Like that Nicolas Cage movie. The one with Kirk Cameron? Mm-hmm. That's yep. a different Kirk. Left Behind movie. There's two oh, okay. of that. Are, are any of them good? I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so now everybody is uh, waiting for the rabbits. We have our electrified train tracks. We have a bunch of dudes with machine guns. And flamethrowers. And, uh... Yep, it's... And two lines of cars with headlights pointing towards each other. And it is fucking spectacular. <laughs> yeah. The goddamn thing is full of crazy, sparky lightning. It almost gave me a seizure just watching it. <laughs> I don't even have seizure issues, and it almost gave me a seizure. Yeah, it was like the Emperor went nuts and just electrocuted a bunch of giant rabbits. <laughs> yeah, and every so often black and white stock footage of a flamethrower shows up and starts burning them. It's yeah. fucking crazy. It's like there's this mountain of dead rabbits on top of these train tracks. It's yeah. really good. Just hundreds of dead giant rabbits. And they're like lemmings. They just keep going. Like they don't like stop and turn around like, oh shit. Or they're all, everybody's dying in front of me. They're like, no, I can totally make it past this. It's fine. Those other rabbits were just pussies. I got this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, here, hold my beer. And the day is saved thanks to rabbits not being smart enough to not electrocute themselves and machine guns. Yay! And then we cut to several months later at a friendly touch football game. Yeah, a touch football game done on the baseball fields at the University of Arizona near the Liberal Arts Building. Like you do. Yep. And it turns out that everything is okay. They murdered all the rabbits. Yay! The end. Well, don't we get like a stinger of like some rabbits out somewhere? Two rabbits together? Well, yeah, but they were just normal rabbits. They weren't giant monster rabbits. Yet. Dun, dun, dun! Credits! And that was Night of the Lepus. Lepus. Lapis Lazuli. What do you think, Mr. Troy? Uh, I am contractually obligated to like this since my wife suggested it, but actually I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, It is one of those movies that if you have a bunch of friends over and they're like, let's watch a horror movie, but you know that there's just going to be a lot of drinking and talking through most of the movie, you put this movie on because uh, there is no reason for you to listen to the words in this movie at all. You just have to stop every now and then, look at the screen and see rabbits tearing apart tiny miniature uh, dioramas. 
and it makes you happy. So, you know, I mean, and then there's the giant electric light show at the end. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it is, it is not brain fuel in any way. Uh, but it, uh, it won't, it won't make you question your view of the universe. It won't, it won't keep you up at night because you're worried about that thing that's going to appear when you turn your lights off and then back on quickly. None of that. It's just, it's just good fun. So I'm, uh, I, I would say watch it, but watch it under the right circumstances. You know, I don't want to build it up too much. It is not a work of art, even though it adds both DeForest Kelly and Janet Lee in it. Uh, it, it is not a tour de force by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but it was fun. It was good fun and mostly clean fun. So it was good, clean fun. How about you, Chris? What'd you think of it? I liked it. It's, it's charming the way that they, they did it the, with the miniatures and the rabbits and so much time must've been spent constructing these little rabbit sets and then yeah. having the rabbits run through it. And everybody is, is acting this so straight. Like this movie should have been made twenty years earlier because it seems like the kind of weird fifties atomic yeah. animal. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. So it would have been radiation and not hormones that made the uh, the rabbits giant and attack things. Yeah. So. It it's charming in its own way. It's certainly not. It's not the Citizen Kane. Of anything for sure. <laughs> nope. It may be the Citizen Kane of Giant Rabbit movie, though. That's fair. <laughs> but there, there is a charm to it, especially if you're the kind of person who can appreciate a a total B movie. And, yeah, uh, and this may be borderline C movie, honestly. Uh, I mean, this is this is Janet Lee well after Psycho. This is DeForest Kelly. A little bit before Star Trek, I believe. 74, I think, was slightly before Star Trek. He had a mustache. So I, I'm pretty sure that was pre-Star Trek. And, uh, yeah. So, like, there's there's Rory Calhoun just standing around talking. Uh, so that's good. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, I would... I would love to see a remake of this done by someone who just goes over the top gonzo with something. I don't care with like what part of it is, like if it's Sushi Typhoon in the blood, if I don't know, if it's giant like just CGI relic, if it's like Sharknado only with rabbits, I, I'd be okay with that too. You know, just get like, I don't know, like Jason Priestley and and I don't know, Selma Blair or somebody to like to, to be in it. I don't care. Just it would be fun. Just yeah, I, I would. I, this movie, I wholeheartedly would endorse a remake of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as terrifying as leaving your keys in the house when you go to the car and having to turn around and walk back in and get them. <laughs> yeah. But it there's there's something to it that that has merit. It's I I can't put a finger on it. If you're you're into a creature features, especially, I say give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Once again, we are in agreement, but uh, I, yeah, I would say this was this is definitely worth watching at least once and with friends and with booze. But so, uh, as we said last week, next week we will watch Poltergeist, yeah. the 2015, not like version. This last fake time. 
Nope. Yeah, we uh, we called an audible because my wife was like, you know, you should watch. And I said, no, honey, what should I watch? And she said, Night of the Lepus. And I said, you're right. I should. Yeah. So we did. Then we made Chris do it, too. I also did. Yes. So, yeah, sorry about that. If you were really, really looking forward to Poltergeist 2015, uh, that's up next. So sorry we delayed you by a week. So what if other people would like to tell us how Night of the Lepus is a misleading title because this clearly takes place over several days? <laughs> well, it's many Nights of the Lepus, uh, but they could uh, reach us at Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. And uh, that's where I write witty summaries of the episodes to replace the ones that Chris puts up on our website, which is SlaughterhousePrincess.com. And you can also reach us at Twitter, which is at SlaughterPrince which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. Uh, you could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com because Chris wants to make your fingers hurt when you write us. And you could also f- listen to us at various places, uh, such as Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, uh, Podbean, which is where our website is located. Uh, once again, that is slaughterhouseprincess.com. All our episodes are there as well. If you if you want to be uh, contrary and use some other kind of podcast aggregator, you can find our our feed URL there as well to put into your podcast aggregator. Uh, you could also talk to us at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com, which is our Discord server, shockingly enough. Uh, you could also answer the questions on our survey at survey.slaughterhouseprincess.com. I think this will be the last week that we'll have it up because that will finish out October. So I figured October would be the best month for people to to give us survey responses. Uh, and if you wanted to communicate to us with money, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com where you could do things like get access to our special Patreon backer channel on our Discord server and some other uh, fun rewards. And those may be changing. Uh, due to survey responses. So if you would like to see something on our Patreon, go fill out the survey. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, is that everything, Chris? Did I miss anything? Oh, our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast. Yeah, that seems like all of it. I'm still better than Brett. In many, many ways. All the ways. Troy, come back. There we go. That's all you had to say.